Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Let's Talk Sports podcast. I'm your host, Ben Salama, and today we are going to discuss the upcoming wildcard matchup between the 9-8 and Seattle Seahawks and the host, the 13-4 and San Francisco 49ers. We're going to start with in-depth descriptions of each team, followed by an X-factor from each team and the keys to victory for each team as well. Finally, I'll be giving my prediction of who's going to win and why. I hope you enjoy. We're going to start with a 13-4, second seed in the NFC, and NFC West Division champions, the San Francisco 49ers. This group are back where they belong. Coming off a heartbreaker in the NFC Championship game, this group is back again and wanted to finish the job they started last year. These Niners have been dominant at Levi's Stadium and are 8-1 at home, and in the last meeting with Seattle, the Niners won 21-13 in one of their two regular season victories against the Seahawks, which snapped a four-game losing streak the two previous seasons. You won't get very far when talking about this Niners team without mentioning their once Mr. Irrelevant third string turned to starting QB, Brock Purdy. The last pick in the NFL draft hasn't lost a game as a starter in the NFL, and while doing so in the five games he started, has 1,374 passing yards and a 13-4 touchdown-to-interception ratio. I expect the Niners to establish the run game early, as while Purdy has had lots of success as a starter, the postseason isn't like anything he has played in. A midseason acquisition in Christian McCaffrey is a large reason why the Niners are playing in this game and as a two-seed in the NFC. Through 11 games as a Niner, CMC has run for 746 yards on 159 carries with six touchdowns on the ground, while adding 464 yards and four more scores through the air. Being the great offensive mind he is, you can expect Kyle Shanahan to incorporate some Debo Samuel in the ground game too. Eliza Mitchell should get some touches as well. Being the most familiar with the Niners ground game attack, coming off an injury, last week against the Cardinals, Mitchell took advantage of his five carries, scoring two touchdowns. The Seahawks' defense's weak spot has been against the run, averaging 150 rushing yards per game given up. While their secondary has been a little stingier against the pass this season, allowing 211 passing yards a game, which has them 14th in the NFL, Shanahan will scheme his guys open. Whether that is on screen routes or underneath passing, they will move the ball in the Seattle defense. In the red zone especially, the Niners look to tight end George Kittle often. In his last four games, he has produced seven touchdowns. While he isn't the 1,000-yard receiver he was early in his career, his touchdown output of 11 is a career best, and he will look to build upon that in the postseason. Defensively, this group has been simply brilliant. Averaging 16.3 points allowed per game, which ranks number one in the NFL, it is hard to move the ball against San Fran. Linebacker tandem Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw have been one of the best duos in the NFL. Warner was nominated for his second Pro Bowl, and Greenlaw had a career-best 127 tackles, as he and Warner are both top 20 in the league in that category. The defensive line has been just as good this season. Defensive Player of the Year candidate and sack leader Nick Bosa has shown the league that he is the next generation of incredible pass rushers. With 18.5 sacks, Bosa was nominated for his third Pro Bowl, and his combination of speed, strength, and athleticism make him a nightmare for opposing offensive lines and quarterbacks. Ranking second in rushing yards allowed and tied for fourth in rushing touchdowns, Seattle will need to look to the air to move the ball. Unfortunately, the Niners' secondary finished the season 20th in passing yards allowed, but something to remember is that the Niners had a lead in every single game this season except two, so their opponents turned to the pass early. 
Safety Talanoa Ufanga simply broke out this season. With four interceptions and nearly 100 tackles, he was constantly involved on defense. After starting only three games in his rookie campaign last year, it would have been difficult to predict the amount of success he's had this year. Opponents' aggression through the passing game has backfired time and time again against the Niners as they are tied for the league lead in interceptions with 20. Geno Smith only had 11 interceptions this season, but against the Niners, this season he passed the ball 30 and 44 times respectively, so the odds are in the Niners' favor to turn the Seahawks over. We now move to the analysis on the Seattle Seahawks, as they were 9-8 and eight this season. The Seattle Seahawks are back in the playoffs for the 10th time in the last 12 years, so this is a familiar place for them. The only difference? This time, it's Geno Smith who's at the helm trying to lead Seattle to the promised land. The Seahawks haven't made it past the divisional round since 2014 when they lost in the Super Bowl on the famous interception by Malcolm Butler in the end zone. Their 2022 season has been full of up and downs as they started the season with a hot 6-3 record but cooled off to 7-8 and eight and pulled off must-win games against the Jets and the Rams to clinch the playoffs. Seattle only owns two wins against playoff teams, and in those games, their below-average defense forced two turnovers each game. Their offense turned the ball over in every single game except one, so winning the turnover battle will be crucial for Seattle if they want to upset the 10-point favorite, 49ers. This offense is led by veteran Geno Smith. Drafted by the Jets a whole decade ago, he started right away in his rookie season and didn't have much success, throwing 34 interceptions in his first two seasons in the league. So for the next seasons, Geno sat on the bench waiting for his chance. After Russell Wilson departed for Denver, his name was called this season, and he produced. With a league-leading completion percentage of 70%, over 4,200 yards passing and 30 passing touchdowns to go with his first Pro Bowl selection. The running game is led by rookie sensation Kenneth Walker, who is second out of rookies in rushing yards with 1,050 and found the end zone nine times on the ground, four more than any other rookie running back. The Seahawks were one of four teams to have two 1,000-yard receivers in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Although they have different play styles, they have both excelled this season. Metcalf didn't find the end zone as often as he did in previous seasons, but set a career high in receptions. Lockett had over 1,000 yards for the fourth consecutive season and found the end zone nine times. In their last five meetings with the Niners, these receivers have been held in check, as Metcalf has averaged 50 yards per game while Lockett has averaged 65 a game. In a playoff game like this one, they will be crucial to the team's success on offense. Accounting for 49% of Seattle's air yardage, Gino will be looking to these all pros often, no matter who is lined up against them. The Seattle Seahawks defense was below average in most things, ranking 25th in points allowed with 23.6, 23rd in passing yards allowed, 27th in passing touchdowns allowed, 16th in rushing yards allowed, and 10th in rushing touchdowns allowed. The Seahawks had a strong front play, ranking 9th in sacks, as Uchenna Nwosu and Daryl Taylor both had 9.5 sacks, both of which were career highs for them. The secondary wasn't a strong suit for the Seahawks, even though they had two defensive backs nominated for the Pro Bowl in rookie Tariq Woolen, who was tied for the league league in interceptions, and Quandre Diggs, who continues to impress coaches around the league as he is heading to his third straight Pro Bowl and finished top 10 in yards allowed and passer rating when QBs targeted him. We will now talk about an X-factor from each team. 
These are guys that you might not see in the newspaper as much racking up stats, but are guys that are going to be crucial to their team winning this playoff game. First for Seattle, it's going to be Cody Barton. Who is this, you might be asking? Unless you are a Seahawks fan. Cody Barton is taking over the Mike linebacker or middle linebacker position for the injured Jordan Brooks. And Jordan Brooks finished the season sixth in total tackles in the NFL, even after missing the last game of the season with a torn ACL. Barton's performance will dictate how the Seattle defense does, as he will be key in stopping the run and in the pass guarding tight end George Kittle and routes over the middle of the field. Barton has had a nice season, but will need to step up his game against a team that has ran for over 2,300 yards. For San Francisco, their X-factor is Charvarius Ward, another player who might not be a household name. One of the Niners' starting cornerbacks is tasked with defending one of the most athletic receivers in the NFL in DK Metcalf. While Metcalf hasn't torched the Niners this season and is still waiting on his first multi-score game of the season, he's talented enough to wreck this game, and Ward and the Niners' secondary need to come through and force Geno to find other options than his all-pros. The keys to the game for each team are three things that these teams need to have to win this game. For the Niners, they have to establish the run early. In three of their four losses this season, the Niners rushed for under 110 yards, and this will be key to take pressure off Brock Purdy. The Niners need to control time of possession. By running the ball, they will do this. But also, in the two regular season matchups against Seattle, the Niners had the ball 20 more minutes than the Seahawks combined, and the long drives hurt the soft run defending Seahawks defense. The third key, stop the run. Seattle is 3-6 when rushing for under 100 yards, and while the Niners are the best defense against the run, Seattle can't set up their strong pass attack if they can't get the run going. Seahawks. The first one, get Geno comfortable. Playing in his first career playoff game, Geno will need all the help he can get against a strong Niner defense. Whether it be up front, his backfield partner in Kenneth Walker, or his all-pro receivers, someone will need to show up. Keep Walker hot. Finishing this season with 354 rushing yards in his last three games, Kenneth Walker needs to get the ball 20-plus times, and he's been producing, but he'll need his A game in this one against a strong Niner run defense. And the third one, stop the run. In the season finale, the Niners handed the ball off 38 times, and it's likely Shanahan was gearing up his team for a similar game plan against a bottom-run defense in Seattle. In two games against the Niners, Seattle has given up 359 rushing yards, and this needs to change if they want to have hope at halftime. My prediction. Although shaky at first, the Niners pull out the win, winning 27-13, and have the lead the whole game, as although they started shaky, they get hot and ride the momentum throughout the whole game. Running back Christian McCaffrey finds the end zone twice. George Kittle keeps things going with over 50 yards. Debo has five carries. Brock Purdy stays undefeated, making the throws he needs to make. For Seattle, Geno struggles under pressure all game after being sacked multiple times. Walker gets bottled up on the ground and is held to under 70 rushing yards. DK and Lockett have success with over 150 combined yards, but that isn't enough to bring the Seahawks home with the win. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Sports, and I look forward to discussing the rest of the wildcard matchups with you. 
See you next time.